goddamn time. <laughs> I, I'm never going to grow tired of that. <laughs> hey, everybody, it is Shane here. And this is Drew. And this, of course, is the 40K podcast. Uh, today, uh, this is going to be like a freestyle episode where we just, we're just going to talk about whatever the fuck pops to our head. Uh, <laughs> so first off, Drew, what is your invulnerable save keeping you safe from the dangers of the fucking world? <laughs> <laughs> so as you know, I picked up the uh, Chaos Knights book and I've been putting those models together and I, I was nervous when I first bought them because it's big. I've never built models that large before. So I went in and I was like, shit. There's about to be a billion pieces. This is just going to be a pain in the ass. This is going to challenge me. It's actually been very relaxing. Imagine the Chaos Knight kit is to a normal 40k set as Duplos are to Legos. You're just it's the same. <laughs> it's the same pieces. They're just larger. And honestly, it makes it painting so much easier. You're dealing with large chunks, so you can kind of like lock them in together. It's just I like snap fit almost half of it together just to kind of get an idea of how I was going to paint it and everything. It's been yeah, fantastic. The, the it's been models the most, are so much easier. <laughs> it's been the most relaxing kit I've ever built in my life. I love it. <laughs> so that's what's making me happy right now. <laughs> one, one area of my life I thought was going to be more hardship ended up being the easiest thing I've ever done in the hobby. So Shane, what do you got going on? Uh, <laughs> It's been rough, <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> Thank you. Hard, hard to find good things in this world, that's for sure. Um, I'm going to go... Uh, <laughs> you guys are going to fucking hate me. <laughs> I'm going with fucking Chaos Gate still. I fucking love that game, man. That and Vampire Survivors. I've been like you, juggling we, them. We've what, done what this. <laughs> we've <laughs> been <up>. this. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Still my happy place. It's still keeping me together because... Shit, there is just nothing good going like there is so many mortal wounds happening out there in the universe <laughs> like it's hard to find your happy places oh you know my my kid my kid always makes me happy so that's that's also a plus all right so i'm, I'm gonna fire this bad boy up so uh drew we were talking before the episode uh before we started recording the episode and mm -hmm. you want to take us on a little story time adventure and i've got something for the new segment I like to call Drew Storytime Adventures. I'm not creative. Leave me alone. <laughs> so anyways, Drew's Storytime Adventures, everybody. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love Beautiful. it. Beautiful. Thank just you. Make, I just, yeah, just, I thought you'd appreciate that. You just, you just upped our professionalism like 10% on that one. <laughs> just fucking, just barely. So no, no sphincters this time. Uh, I, I did not. <laughs> I was hoping not. That's. <laughs> was definitely yeah. a concern <laughs> no i just read a book called uh it's bookkeeper skull and boy oh boy does it there is a this book shane i don't even know where to begin I, it's in my list i i remember you sending me the link it's in my list so I, i'm i'm i don't mind yeah. if you spoil some things for me i'm still gonna listen to it oh yeah no you definitely need to listen to it first off the bat the main character would be a villain in a different story <laughs> I, I was constantly cheering for him to make it, and there was horrible things he was doing, and I'm still, I'm like, at one point, I stopped, and I thought to myself, why am I, 
why am I still rooting for him? If, if he bites <laughs> it, it's not that big of a deal. He He's an enforcer, which is like a... The whole story takes place on an agro world, and lore-wise, it's... It's an, it's an entire planet that is just turned into farmland because the Imperial Army is so vast that they need entire worlds that are just devoted to making food for the, like the machine, the war machine. Jesus. So he's sent in, it's basically, they're like, hey, you need to go to this planet and make sure that they supply all the food. And his response is, well, what if they don't? Well... We're gonna kill some people then. <laughs> so it's like, which oh, which seems counterproductive, doesn't it? Like, well, what, yeah. When he lands, so the first scene that I want to I want to bring up is he's sent in and he starts talking with with the the people that are in charge of this planet, and they're like, yeah, morale's down. So you know what we like to do before we our, our big harvest to boost morale, public executions. <laughs> it's like, oh shit yeah this is the imperium of man that that sounds about right so you follow him in the beginning once he's landed and he is they're just like yep hang this man skin this man alive oh yeah this one oh i don't know let's just burn him for a little while and so his first execution that he's sent to do is he's got to shoot a guy in the head so they talk about up to this point, he's got like his father's pistol. It's like a family heirloom, this really fancy Laz pistol. That or I may just interject that that seemed a bit unnecessary in this far flung future. <laughs> well, these are like peasants too. They describe them as like serfs, and none of them look up because if you look up, it might draw attention to you, and then your like farm master is going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> so everybody's dirty. They're all sad. A lot of them were like, "Oh yeah, join and." Go to an agri world and you'll help out the Imperium. You'll yeah, explore. so it's like those it's in, uh, instead of like joining the war machine, they make it sound like this will be so much better for you, and it's, it's not. <laughs> and then there was a different 40k book that I read that took place on an agri world, and like the one character talks about how by stripping everything of height on a planet, like if you by flattening an entire world, so let's just say Earth. You, you flatten it as much as you physically could because they have super futuristic technology. What that does is it creates winds that are so strong that if you're outside during a like a, a sudden wind gust, it could just blow you away and you're just gone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> see you, Shane. Sorry, man. <laughs> just like... I think I could just see somebody like as a joke. He had the only umbrella. I'm saying, like saying, "Hey, man, uh, you know, if you go outside and you throw an egg, it'll put it right through a wall." The guy goes out there and he gets put through the wall instead. (laughs) It's just, of course, it's 40k, so they've dialed up the grim darkness to a level of just complete absurdity. They mentioned that the crop that they're growing is some kind of like kelper i don't know it's something it doesn't sound good they like they're gonna basically take all of that crop and then turn it into some kind of plant-based gruel form it into energy energy squares to give to guardsmen of course it's like the worst food you could ever imagine also and not not to harp on it but doesn't this seem like fucking shit dude we're in the 41st millennium shouldn't we be able to i don't know like just it's not a Fucking necessity. Have pill form food, like they don't care. <laughs> this, the, the, if you read awful. the book, you learn 
the the, the system that the system works is it a good system <laughs> no it's fucking horrible but it works and that takes me back to rudger howe who is the main character and he's he's talked about this artisan pistol that he's been given and he one of the one of the things that i think his mom gives him somebody gives him they're called man stopper rounds and he talks about how he he has this fancy pistol loaded with these really over-the-top extravagant shells and and the cost of the bullets not worth it to be wasted on this person in front of him so he asks the guy that's kind of taking him around the, the person that's in charge of this planet and he's like give me your last pistol you have a, just a standard issue just give me that this man's not worth mine the guy looks at him and he goes no use your own fucking gun <laughs> and he's like, okay so he gets up there and the guy tells him arm's length away don't miss like your his the main character's brother had been there in the past he's like don't miss like your brother did i had to hold him down as he finished him off you're like jesus christ so rudger gets up there and he's self-narrating i steadied myself steeled my jaw held my hand out took a deep felt a sphincter (laughs) kept my eyes open and (laughs) hits him with a man stopper round fucking dudes ahead just it evaporates <laughs> the guy that was guiding him the other person that's in charge a chunk of bone the good skull flies and cuts his cheek the audience just starts like they said the audience just started moaning like it was a gallagher concert that they did not want to go to <laughs> welcome to sea world you're in the splash zone this motherfucker's head is all over you and he goes jesus christ the fuck did you shoot him with? He's like, man, stop around. The guy just starts laughing. It was the funniest thing to him. And that sets the tone. From there, shit only gets more depressing. I'm sorry, I'm still getting the image of Gallagher out of my head. <laughs> Except instead of watermelons, he's got people's skulls. That was a scene where I was like, holy shit, <laughs> the fuck just happened? So Efficiency, that's what happened. Yes, so that was that was... I I was hooked after that. But now that that scene, that was probably my favorite scene. My favorite character, however, <clears throat> get a little drum roll here. If you're going to read this book and I hope that if that doesn't already persuade you to read it, this will. I'm in. I'm I'm in for a penny and for a pound. <laughs> my favorite character, wait for it. Gamble is his I name. I like having soundboards. <laughs> Gamble is a child's toy that the main character talks about. He reminisces. Uh, he, he visits his family home, and he's like, there's Gamble. I remember playing many nights with Gamble. And describes it almost as like a high-tech Furby that could reach out and touch you. Like, it's got, like, arms and legs. Gamble is a servitor. <laughs> oh god who's been turned into a play toy for a rich family apparently that is a thing in 40k lore for those of you that. who don't know I, he, okay. he, it, this servitor to be exact was like a death row inmate who had was tried for crimes against the empire and so they lobotomized him which is what you're supposed to do to be fair it's not just a him thing it's a servitor thing they gave him like toy limbs or something shit like that like did, and when he's in there, like, it, 
the way that the main character describes him, it's both, I remember Gamble reading me stories. And then in a different scene, he has a nightmare and then he wakes up and he's like, oh, I remember when Gamble would hug me too tight and wouldn't let go. (laughs) The bloodshot look in Gamble's eyes if if I mentioned something about the war or death and Gamble would twinge. I I am instantly thinking of of mice and men, <laughs> a little bit. Want to be my friend? It's just like his family. <laughs> Let me pet the rabbits, George. <laughs> we yeah. His name's Gamble. Uh, you know, ex-criminal <laughs> killed thirty-five. We got him though. Lobotomized him real nice and good. He he's just <laughs> calm and great. And they go to the forty k child toy store and they see Gamble and they're like, you know what? Perfect for us. We're gonna go Wait, take him home. And then hang they... on, you said store like he no, wasn't. I, given... That's not in the book. They okay. don't. They don't explain how they get gamble. Just okay. it's the fact that a family bought that for their child. That's so I'm imagining okay. that that's how that happened. And then they take Gamble home, and they're like, "Hey, hey, little Rudger, who's that over there in the corner? Who's that? Is that Gamble? No. Oh, what's Gamble saying? Uh, oh yeah, Gamble gonna be your friend." Yeah? Yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's crazy. (laughs) The main character has repeated nightmares of Gamble trying to get him, crawling under his bed and being like, Hey, Rudger, why don't you come down down under the bed and play with Gamble? Gamble Gamble misses you. Or him trying to run from Gamble and then Gamble getting him. This This is a nightmare monster. He's got pale white skin like all servitors do because he's been fucking this tampered with and unholy It kind of sounds like Toy Story, but uh, horrifying. <laughs> if if instead the toys that came to life magically were all coming to life because they were humans who had been horribly mutilated and turned into on. children's play toys. Oh my god, oh, Gamble. It'd be like if Sid grew up to come up with these ideas for the Imperium. <laughs> he, he learned at a, at a young age how to play God. Oh, shit. Lightning strike, and it just shows, what are you doing? I'm making me a plaything. Toy Story 7. Yeah. So Toy that is Gamble, my God. It is amazing. And that's kind of how he talks. Gamble, sad. Gamble, Gamble, Miss Rudger. Gamble wanna want Rudger Gamble read story. <laughs> he's just like <laughs> he like leaves him at one point, and he's like, "I locked the door behind me." It, it saddened me a little to know that he would die alone in that room. And it's like Jesus fucking Christ, man. <laughs> how much how much uh, time does Gamble get in this book? Is it a, is it a lot, or is it just his brief moment in the book? Is just that fantastic to you that he was introduced chapter one and it stopped me i had to replay it because i was laughing so hard (laughs) and then gamble makes repeated appearances in the main character's nightmares every time he goes to sleep pretty much he has a nightmare of gamble being like come on under the bed and play with gamble gamble gonna hug you real nice and tight if if i may i i think that uh, i have the perfect uh one-liner for describing gamble Ugly motherfucker. Couldn't have said it better myself, Arnold. Yes. He was 
Oh, horrible. He's got... <laughs> his loving muscles are way too strong. Motherfucker could hug the bark off of a tree. <laughs> oh. So that's oh, Bookkeeper man. Skull. That, that, that was story time with Drew. <laughs> Read the book. I won't spoil anything other than that. And those are very minor scenes in the book. I just tend to focus on areas that make me giggle and laugh. And my God, this book just... It, it gives you a lot of good moments. So. At least there was less sphincters, so, you know. And, <laughs> and that's going to close out this uh, this chapter of Storytime with Drew. I, so. I'm never, I'm never going to get tired of this shit. I don't know you guys <laughs> all know that. Uh, we I got apologize. a soundboard for this yeah, episode. We, we, so are, yeah, we are look, starting to get a little more professional. Look forward to this bullshit in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shane, you oh, have been what? telling me... You had an idea of a cool way for Games Workshop to approach a 40k cinematic universe. Those are all the rage now. Yeah, Harry Potter. We're living in the age of the Marvel cinematic universe. They're a juggernaut. They're unstoppable. They, I feel bad for anybody who's just trying to get into it now, and they have 32 <laughs> movies and five TV shows to watch. You know what, though? You, you know what? And if I'm just going to promise this won't lead to another rant like last time but yeah, if just DC, cut you. Which, yeah. <laughs> i'll just cut it <laughs> just cut it uh if dc would have just slowed their fucking roll and just done it slowly they'd be doing just fine like if they had just done one movie for each hero and then thrown them all in the justice they'd have been fine so yeah. it, it, my basic idea is the exact same take your time with it and build on it now we've made some joke casting decisions and i would stand by those casting decisions no matter what because i don't give a shit <laughs> and i'm not in charge but if i was going to build a cinematic universe i would probably start somewhere in the primarchs pick a couple of the primarchs books maybe even ones that you can actually like tie together and have in the same movie if you could possibly i don't know it you could be dicey I uh, I could see like we're not going to go through grim. twenty primarks. No, right? yeah, like you, you could just do. Obviously, you could do a, a story based on like Fulgrim and Ferris Manus. They right. they had their own little connection. You're even giving me another idea. Just on this scene, just take two characters who were loyal and betrayer, but but before they became that, when they were close, have us see a movie where they they've developed their bond. And have it focus on that bond. Yeah, you would just then, truncate check sections of the story that have multiple characters interacting. Right. And and that way, so when you get to their Avenger moment, their their culmination movie, their endgame movie, you could have that betray, like the Horus Heresy would be that endgame movie or Infinity War, whatever whichever one you want to pick. Your Infinity War could be like it could start with like the drop site massacre yeah. where it sets up the betrayal. And then them moving to Terra. I feel like you get better feelings out of that. You get a better, you're, it's a more visceral reaction when you've grown to like, like these characters being yeah. together and their buddies and their pals and, and having that all ripped apart. Yeah, the Horse Heresy novels did a good job with that because if you jump in at the 40k level, Magnus the Red is a demon prince and he's crazy and he ooh magic and i'm gonna change you you got squid arms and that's kind of what he's that's his thing now but if you read the horus heresy magic novels <laughs> because i couldn't find a sound wave for that uh if you read the horus heresy novels that the burning of prospero book magnus and armon or aramon you you really sympathize with those characters and even 
Aramon with the rubric. Like, I get it. I understand why he did what he did. I understand why Magnus did what he did at the end. Right. That would be an amazing movie where you have Prospero, you could have the Space Wolves come in when they invaded. There was a scene where uh, the Space Wolves were guided to Prospero by uh, Abaddon, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, that would be, or not Abaddon, uh, Horus guides yeah, yeah. them. So, I mean, there like there could be multiple, and you could truncate a lot of it, but I think that, that movie right there would have multiple characters and would set up a lot of the story. That would be, I'm getting excited. I'm, I'm excited uh, for know, movies that aren't going to come out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're getting all jazzed up for things that are never going to come to fruition. But yeah, I agree. Um, that would be a very cool way to handle it. But I mean, so for me, the other thing is too, like we've talked about like live action. Who would you have play this character? Who would... But at the same time, I really think that I don't need a live action one. I need a, I could handle a gritty uh, animated version. If you give me the guys who did the Castlevania animation and you apply that animation style to the 40k universe and you give me some animated uh works with some great voice acting whoo i'd be i'd be I in heaven i haven't like, watched I the castlevania show is that good ah oh, it's fantastic i i love it they got what, a season two out now uh, i think season three now it's oh, shit. yeah it's it's been plug plugging right along there? but it's i mean the fucking animation is gorgeous to it so give me that like you give me that i i understand that this kind of a movie 40k the universe of 40k would be a heavy cg movie and it would be probably pretty expensive so maybe you won't be able to find the financing personally though i think they could still do it i think they could definitely do a live action one i think enough people would show up to it not to mention the influx of players you would probably get of people seeing this live action world and then understanding what the game is about. Oh, absolutely. Pull in a chunk of audience that you didn't have before. 40 K is funny because I know a lot of guys who won't play it. The, The idea of playing the game and building the models and everything, it just turns them right off. Nope. But they always ask me questions about the lore. Oh, I was online and I saw this thing. And it was like a berserker and uh, like he's for a corn. That's the one God, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the God of death and war and skulls. Oh, dude, like, tell me more. And I'm like, well, and then I they'll sit there and they just keep asking follow up questions. And it, it, it's such a fun, exciting universe. It, it's, uh, it, it's always crazy to me, yeah. too, though, that that so many people ask me about it they want to know more they want to see it and then the thing that the thing that kills it unfortunately and it's just the honest truth is when they see the price that it instantly like kills that drive and i get it it can be a bit daunting to look at that price point but i also always argue with people i'm like yeah but you'll go out and you'll spend seven eight hundred bucks on a fucking xbox series it's x or whatever whatever the fuck the newest ones are ps5 i'll say that because it's easier but you go out and spend 800 bucks on that and then you spend 60 70 bucks a pop on the games and you and all you're doing is vegging 
like you you know i don't know it's just don't get me wrong i play video games i'm not a fucking downer on video games i'm just saying like when you equate the costs it's really not that different uh obviously it can get a bit out of hand if you're addicted like we are <laughs> but you you take your time and you build your army up and you and you slowly get into the hobby portion first then into the gameplay that way your hot like your hobby portion's all done you got all your models built painted faced up they look great throw them down on the table and play and that's how i always try to, to tell people if, if whenever anybody shows an interest and i i always warn them this friend specifically that i was talking about i, I did the exact same thing one of his concerns was well i just that's a lot i've never built a model before i've never painted anything and that's just a lot to do and I told him, you're going to save your wallet, buy it in small quantities. At most, yep. do that get started kit that they have for your army. That's going to be a more than enough of a challenge for you assembly-wise and painting-wise. Just take your time and, and build it bit by bit and paint it bit by bit and buy it bit by bit. Like, literally just do everything in chunks. You buy that little starter kit, that's enough for you to play for the rest of your life you really don't have to do big games. You'll probably want to if you get into it and you like it, but start slow. I I hate, I, my heart goes out to the people that have those piles of shame that they post. And I know that that's become like, it's almost like a bragging right. Oh, this is my pile of shame. And as soon as I see more than two starter kits, oh, this is the, the Indominus box set. And then they have another starter box set like on top of that. I just, you, you'll never... At that point, you're you can't bring yourself to build. You're just collecting. What are you doing, <laughs> like? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing to yourself, man? Yeah. Like, uh, that, yeah, dude. I've been there. I've been in that the the gray plastic hole. We'll call it like where it's just like you're just overloaded with so much stuff, and you're just like, I'm never gonna get to all this. Yeah. Like it's, it's I like actually a just depression sold, almost. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm telling you, I actually just went and I sold my space marine half of my indominus sets really uh yeah i dude i'm i again it's just, they're just sitting there and i knew they were just gonna sit there i've got a group that wants to start playing necromunda and they're like oh go buy the 170 dollars high vore sets and i'm like <laughs> i'm not doing that and then i took that stuff in to my local game room that buys models and he gave me like 300 bucks for all of it holy shit so it's like okay I had him order me the Hivor set and a couple other things because it's going to have the army, the gang, I shouldn't say army, the gang that I'm going to play in Necromunda, which is Delac, which is a very, if you know me, Delac is so far out of my wheelhouse and I'm kind of excited for that. But it was like, yeah, he gave me like 300 bucks for two halves of the Space Marine set of Indominus and a Redemptor Dreadnought I think I had in there that was magnetized. That was it. That's like all I had. I don't think I had anything extra. So you still have your Black Templar army? No, that was it. Like, that's, dude, I fucking, I'm done. I, I, I made that decision. It was an executive decision on my part to be like, I'm not going to get around to painting these. I still have my Grey Knights that I still got to get through. Like, I haven't painted all of them yet. I still got a Dread Knight. I've still got like 10 or 12 Marines yet to like paint. Uh, they're built. I'm weird like that. I know some people paint before they build, preference only. I've got another eight terminators to paint and i still want to go get the combat patrol box to get another set of, i gotta get that librarian out of that box i gotta get like i'm gonna go buy it 
I'm going to get the librarian, another Dread Knight. Dude, I'm going to have so many fucking Dread Knights after this is all done. <laughs> my army's going to be a fucking Dread Knight army. I know what I have on the horizon for my Grey Knights yet. Those fucking Space Marines slash Black Templars, because I converted a bunch of them with bits and parts, they're just going to sit. They're never going to get done. And I've still got my son's Necron stuff that I'm going to help him go through and paint. And fucking, that's two box worths of Indominus Necrons that we got to go through that are all they have is a base coat of black on them. Like, that's it. So it's like, I'm going to do the very simplistic. I, I've looked at a couple different ones. I think I'm going to go with the just dry brush and Necron compound on them, wash them again, fucking add a little highlight of a bright color. Done. Just that's what I did. <laughs> Mine are silver, and then I did a brown wash on some of the thicker parts of the metal to make it look like bronze. And mm-hmm. I, I did your your plain Jane, two metallic tone Necron. There we go. <laughs> it's it, Because, again, I've got a fucking big old box of these dudes built. It's daunting to look at that and go, fuck, I got paint all these motherfuckers now and i think another thing we are off on a fucking wild tangent from movies to this but whatever we're letting it flow (laughs) (laughs) well one of the things that i find is a little bit easier too is get your piddly ass troops out of the way first get them painted because i'm telling you guys i've done it myself multiple times where i find a character model and I just fucking dive in and I give him all these details and he looks gorgeous. And I'm like, he's so awesome. Set him down and I look at all those other little guys. I'm like, I don't want to fucking paint them. That's boring. Like, I want give me another character. I'm going to paint that character. I'm going to make him look great. And it's like, you look again at your guys and you're like, ah, I'd rather paint another character because it's going to be cooler. Don't do that. Paint the fucking basic shit. Do your characters last. Your characters will be looking just as sweet as they always do because you're always going to take more time on your characters. Well, and that's the, the other thing I was going to add in there. If when you're doing like my Necron, I had bought the Indominus set and then I had also gotten, I think, two boxes of Warriors on top of that. So I don't even know how many Necron that puts me at, but it's like 60 Necron Warriors or something like that. Yeah. It's and a they're lot. fucking boring to paint. They just are. Well, I looked at that and just, oh my god, I have to do so many of them, and it's assembly line that shit, you know. Well, that and that's the thing. I I've been in the hobby long enough that I know how to get. I don't get stuck in that because I I, I look at it and I just always tell myself, do five, do five models, sit down and do do at least one, but do do something. If that's I I base coat five of them black and then I call it a day. Okay, that's fine, and. You may be listening and, oh, that, that's going to take you up forever. No. <laughs> You'll be done quicker than you know. You have 60. You're not going to do five. You sit down and you make five your goal. You get done and, you, eh, you know what? Man, I'm kind of cruising right now. Yeah, I might I might base code a couple more. And you normally right. end up, for me, I normally end up base coding almost everything or half. Like, I'll sit down and say, I'll look at 60 and say, I'm going to do five. And I'll do 15 to 20 maybe a little more next day base coat the rest of them and, and, and that that mentality of just let me at least do something to a handful of the models you'll be you'll get them done before you know it that that's the best way and then like you were saying Shane your hero models your HQs that's the stuff where you can just you sit down and that is what you're doing yeah i am focusing on this one model i'm going to go all out i'm going to base it 
and I'm going to highlight, get all this fucking shit looking great. Same with vehicles for me. And even though I just told everybody not to do what I what we're talking about, where you paint those guys, I did that with my Nemesis Dread Knight uh, Grandmaster that I decided to do. Because I, but the reason is, is because I converted it. I, I fucking chunked up pieces and put it all together. Like, he looks amazing. I fucking love him. But, like, you get into, like, I did him in, like, a day. Like, I, I built him, I base coated him, I painted him in, like, a day, day and a half. Because it was just, like, one thing right after another. And you just start flowing and you get that creative, you get your creative juices going. And you're just like, ah, I got to keep going. Because if I stop now, I'm going to fucking... I'm going to stop and then yeah, that's going to be it. And I won't be able to keep going. So yes, once you get into that zone and if you, if you do it Monday, Tuesday, it'll be a lot easier for you to get right back into the zone. It's when you stop for an extended period of time for me, at least that it's just my neck round. They're completely painted. They're based. Their bases are all done. I just, I like to do the outer rim of like the model base. I do that with a, a coat of a flat Brown mm-hmm. and I haven't done that yet. And I need to do it, but it's just it. I, I stopped working on them for so long. They're in my my display case. I need to take them out, and I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> I'm working on my Chaos Knight, and it, it's just I'll I probably won't touch them until I'm done with my Chaos Knights. But as long as I keep working on something each day, and people, your troops, you'll have a lot of them. They don't have to be perfect. Your troops are going to be one of many in a blob. You don't have to spend five hours on on each of your different troop models don't look at them that way they'll blend in any little imperfections it's fine your hq models you can you can take more time on your hqs once you get to them but like shane said knock those those troops out don't sweat it if you got a little gold over the red area or anything like that you're it's fine i will i will utilize also a statement that we say in martial arts is you've got a Build your basics before you can break them. Like, so build up those basic fundamentals of doing your troops first and just grinding them out, like you said, little by little. Just say you're going to do five and you're going to base coat them and you're done. Or five, you're going to base coat, maybe throw a secondary layer on, and then you're done. Uh, it's stick to that. Stick to that. Make that your basic foundation. When you've done it long enough and maybe you're starting your second army, then you can go ahead and break your foundational rules. Then you can start moving into, I'm going to paint my character first because this character looks awesome and I just want to get him done so I can kind of showcase him. That That's what I would say. Like, yeah, build your fundamentals before you start breaking the rules of your own fundamentals. Yeah, because like when I, when I built my Necron, I already, even just looking at, at the models themselves, I already knew... I was going purely utilitarian, no frills. I wanted my Necron assembled, and I wanted them painted and based as quickly as possible because that was all I was really going to collect Necron-wise, what I had bought. I already knew what I wanted. Boom, based them all black one day. Next day, like you said, dry brushed them all Necron compound. The next day came in. I did the bronze areas with with a wash. Super easy. The next day, took them. I did all the different areas that I was going to highlight with that Tesseract green glow, that green technical paint. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did all those areas white, which just like the base white paint. Final day came in, and I just flooded those areas with that that Tesseract, and that was it. And then I did my bit my basing, which is just that I glue. I have extra sand from like utility sand. Do that. Slap it with one coat. Slap it with another, like dry brush it with another, and then that's it. it. But it's like, 
looking at it, like you said, I have I have my own fundamentals down. If I look at something and I know how to tackle it, okay, that's, I'm gonna base coat it today. That's it, and I'm taking my big brush and I'm slapping that black paint all the fuck over it with Bob Ross style. <laughs> it's just wherever it goes, it it was meant to be there. Minus the happy trees that go along with it. Yeah, no, it's more like instead of a happy little tree, there's a deadly little rocket launcher. So, true. I think this has been a decent episode, and I think I'm ready to lead us out with some final thoughts. You ready for the final thoughts, True? What's your, what's your final thought of this episode? Remember earlier in the week, I had kind of peppered you with some awful things about 40K erotic fan fiction, and I was going to call it 40 cum. I thought to myself, and that's with a K, by the way, not C-U-M, but K-U-M. Take that, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other, the other reason, but I was thinking about calling it 40K come, but then it, <laughs> then I thought it, that sounded too much like a smooth jazz radio station. You're listening to the 1040K come, smooth jazz <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so, so anyways, back to my... Back to my, uh, I want to know, if, I'm going to ask you a question, and mm-hmm. no matter how you answer, I'm going to tell you anyways, but I have <laughs> okay. been working on a 40K erotic fan fiction. Would you like to know the title oh, God, to my yes. 40K erotic fan fiction? Absolutely. It is Skull Taker Dick Giver. Either way, he's getting some head. <laughs> <laughs> Is Gordon all about this? <laughs> Look, there is gonna be there is gonna be some beef between Corn and Slanesh. Oh god. This is <laughs> I tied it all back together, buddy. <laughs> oh <laughs> It'll be better than that Bigfoot erotica that's on Amazon. <laughs> That's it, buddy. That's the show. I'm on board. <laughs> Next story time with Drew. <laughs> Coming to an audio podcast. <laughs> Whether you future. want it or not. Whoo! All right, guys. You guys all have a good night and uh, game on, man. <laughs> I promise I'll post episode one here eventually. I edit these by myself. It is work. We were rough in the first couple episodes. We're getting better. We promise. <laughs> they will They will appear eventually. Right now, we're just kind of doing a podcast for ourselves. We're, <laughs> we're just entertaining ourselves with this. That's my. That should have been my invulnerable save. <laughs> <laughs> if we get hate mail at this point, it'll be very obvious as to who said it. <laughs>